Welcome to Fangirl Fridays. I'm Natalie. And I'm Lauren. Hi. Guys, it's actually Friday. Things are happening. We had some technical difficulties, but we're making it happen. We had some woes. We recorded yesterday. There's a reason why, I will explain. And we just didn't feel like it was up to snuff. No. So here we are again. But I'm into it. The reason we had to record yesterday is because you're looking at listening to juror number 24. <laughs> looking at. I was on jury duty for an actual week. And not just like I had to go there. Like, I was a juror. And your girl was the four person. Of course <laughs> you were the four person. I mean, I was really into it. Like, once you're into it, you got to be, like, into it. And also... I felt... I knew as soon as you got jury duty, I was like, she's going to get selected. She's going <laughs> to people versus OJ the situation. Speaking of people versus OJ situation, that's where it was. Like where in the same building where the OJ trial was, where the people versus OJ was filmed. And I walked in and literally was like, <gasps> like a gas. Like I like freaked out and it was just Were like you too much for freaking me. out because like Marsha Clark has been there or Sarah Paulson? Both? Can the yeah. answer be both? Yeah, the also answer is Sterling, Sterling K. Brown? Yes. Um, yeah, I just, then I was giving it a lot of thought. I'm like, they must have had to do night shoots because you can't like shut down a whole floor of the L.A. courthouse to do this. Uh, I was just really, I was mesmerized. But it did lead to what I'm fangirling over, which are the cookies at the L.A. courthouse. Uh, what makes them so great? Um, they have that sort of like high school lunch quality mm. where they're but they were like warm. So they're like kind of soft. Yes. They're like a little crunchy and a the little outside. doughy but not too doughy. Yes. And like they were appropriately priced. I think I paid like eighty cents or something. That's great. I know. And I was just I did a little taste test. Um I really treated myself when I was downtown. I had like a pudding or a dessert like every day a for pudding? lunch. Mm-hmm. I had a oh. banana pudding one day. Ooh. But I got a chocolate chip cookie one day and then I was like, hmm, this could just be an outlier because it's chocolate chip. And then I went for, like, controversial bottom of the barrel, oatmeal raisin, and that was also delicious. And I was Tricky. just like, these, what Oatmeal raisin has to be good. That's... Or oatmeal raisin with chocolate chips. Like, oh, yeah. I need a little something. Mm-hmm. You need a little, like, a little more sweet. Although I love the texture of oatmeal in a cookie. Yes. Is there Great. anything worse than when you think it's a chocolate chip cookie and then it is an oatmeal raisin cookie and you're like, why? No. I want to be dead when that happens. <laughs> What are you fangirling over this week? Um, a couple things. One of them is kind of on the same topic, um, OJ related. Ooh, love a good OJ related. So I'm topic. halfway through the like exclusive OJ lost OJ interview that's yes. on that aired on Fox this week. I think uh-huh. this week or last week. But I know you haven't seen it yet. Uh-huh. I know you will love it. I know you texted me because like, what are you doing? one, the set looks like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. It's a very 2000s. Amazing. Then it cuts to Soledad O'Brien. Mm-hmm. And other oh, – who, what? Oh. Chris Darden. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Chris Darden, a couple other people, and they basically analyze what OJ's saying <gasps> during this interview. Oh, my gosh. It is amazing. And then they, like, just dive back in? Yeah. Who's and interviewing him? I don't know. Like, I didn't recognize her. Okay. I just kind of, like, started watching while I was working. Like, I had it on the computer. Uh-huh. It's so creepy. He OJ laughs at a lot of stuff. Ugh. He's like telling the backstory and like how they met. And I'm like right up to the murder night, like if he did it, oh basically. Uh-huh. So, so he's in jail though while he's doing this. Yes, I don't. I would assume, but he's like on set in a suit. <laughs> so he was like released for this. Wow, I don't. I mean, I'm into it. Yeah. Why is there any explanation as to why this was lost? 
did not research Martin. You know I did <laughs> no, not. No, I just didn't know if Soledad gave you any context at the beginning of the show. I will say missed Soledad O'Brien. I have not seen her in a while. Where has she been? I don't know. Hmm. Uh, what I'm actually fangirling oh, okay. over there. Not that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Albert Hammond Jr. has a new album out called Francis Trouble. Okay. And I'm only like super into the first four songs, I think. Okay. The whole album's like pretty decent. Uh-huh. But it like as soon as I started listening to it, I was like... <gasps> I felt like a teenage girl again, mm-hmm. and I felt this specific kind of fangirl feeling that's kind of hard to describe. It's like when you're obsessed with a boy band. Okay, example. <laughs> I, I got really into the Jonas Brothers. It started as a joke, but like evolved into something completely different. My cousin's exactly the same way. Mm-hmm. I went to a show. I was in the lawn way back. The screams... The estrogen is so contagious, yeah. and you're just like, and like making weird bodily noises. Yeah, it like comes up yeah. from you. Yeah, it was. This album was bringing that up for me. So, like, what's your regular fangirl levels like? Like, just, it's just like it's a lot of gasps. <laughs> it's a lot of gasps. It's yeah. not like a guttural. There's two level of fangirling for me: gasps <laughs> and like, like I don't even know what kind of noise is exiting my body. Animal s. Yes. Um, all right. Good. Good to know that we've developed a fangirl scale uh for you but you wear like total sort of teen heartthrob but not your traditional heart yeah not traditional i was yeah. very into like california bands like rooney and phantom planet yes mm-hmm. and like adam brody on the oc yeah like, you have a type yeah i have a type i mean it's evolved but i still have a type but it's still it's very much yeah one thing. Like, when we went to Aladdin, like, I knew the guy on stage that you liked, <laughs> like, instantly. I was like, mm-hmm, that's the guy that, okay. that's going to be for Natalie. Uh, now okay. that I've embarrassed myself today. That's why we have a I podcast. I do it every Friday. That is why we have a podcast. Shall we transition into our topic for today? All right. Okay. So last week, guys, we talked about some dude buddies, and we talked about their ability to overcome a challenge and how that helped to shape their friendship. So today we are going to talk about some gal pals. I'm never just going to call anyone friends. I've decided. I got to think of a, a creative for next rhyming week. name. <laughs> yes. Um, so one of the tenants that you know that somebody is actually your friend is you can be active or creative with this person. So we're going to use that to shape this episode around some of our favorite gal pals. So it's basically teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, or, yeah, exactly. Or, like, you could go to, like, a bar class and like or, like, you like to hike with them. Hmm. It feels very vague, but... You know, at my bar class, I go with a lot of the same people. We've never spoken. Never. You yep. never spoke to Kiernan Shipka? No. She when, was in my class once. Very small. But nobody speaks to each other. It's a very awkward environment. That's also L.A. Yeah. Wow. I feel like... People are like, don't look at me. Um, Okay. On that note, speaking of a show set in Los Angeles, I do feel like these episodes are maybe atypical for us. Yeah. I think people might be surprised. Yeah. We didn't choose friends. We didn't choose friends, guys. We didn't. No friends for friends. (laughs) No friends for friends. All right. First episode that we're going to chat about, first gal pals, are Jess and Cece from New Girl, A Chill Day In, which is season five, episode 18. Jess and Cece's low-key bachelorette party plans go up in smoke when they destroy the wedding gift sent by Schmidt's mom and must figure out how to replace it while under the influence. Now, do you watch New Girl regularly? I watched it in the beginning. Okay. I was very into the Nick and Jess first kiss, all Mm -hmm. of that stuff. Kind of fell off. 
Hadn't seen this episode before this did, week. Did you like it? Yes. This episode's hilarious. Um, I actually, I think I, like, just gave you an episode off the cuff to potentially look at. And then when you picked this one, I was like, oh, I also really like that episode. Good. I have seen every single episode of New Girl, good times and bad times. Um, and I really, really like it. It's the last season this year. I think they're doing eight episodes to tie it up. I can't remember. Um, but the thing about Jess and Cece that I really like and appreciate is that they have been friends since they were like BBs. Like BBs. They went to school together. They grew up together. My best friend, we've been friends since we were three. And so I sort of like relate to their friendship. Um, and basically <laughs> what happens in this episode is Jess tells Cece that she, they're going to have a low-key bachelorette, but that they're going to smoke some pot. And Jess smokes pot once every 10 years. <laughs> um, and the other things that they decide to do, they're going to, like, have comfy socks. and like, They're going to watch Anne of Green Gables. Yes. Paint, paint each other's nails. Paint each other's nails. And, like, they're having the best time until a bread maker arrives from Schmidt's mom. Now, this is their first wedding gift. Schmidt and Cece are engaged at this point. And she includes a very snarky, very sort of snide note that really sort of uh, questions Cece's ability to take care of Schmidt. So in their high state, Jess and Cece decide to destroy the bread maker by kicking it and hitting it with a large stick. Um, destroy it. Like, it's beat to shit, basically. And then, of course, Schmidt calls Cece and is like, oh, my God, we got the bread maker. Bring it inside. And now they're faced with a problem. So they have to try to get a new one. Yes. They go to the mall. They're still super high. Mm -hmm. And they won't let them take the floor model. No. So a lot of, like, physical comedy Yes, a lot ensues. of physical comedy. <laughs> um, but they very creatively come up with a solution in their high state to try and swap out their beat-up bread maker for the floor model, there's, like, literally probably five to ten minutes of them doing this and also, like, eating a lot of bread. Um, and then, of course, they end up getting sort of sequestered or, quote-unquote, arrested by the mall cop, which I fully related to because that's what my jury was about. A lot of mall cops. Paul, Paul Blart. Paul Blart, up in my, up in my jury. Um, and so the thing I like about this episode is there's, like, two sort of things that they have to creatively get themselves out of. One is returning this bread maker. And the other is then how do they get themselves out of mall jail? And Cece essentially, like, goes all mama bear, goes crazy, starts throwing a bunch of baby shoes, and they're able to, like, exit and, like, run away from the mall cop. You know what I like about their friendship? What? Is that they go way back. Mm -hmm. They're very different. Mm -hmm. But they're also super protective of one another. Yes, um, to the point where when Cece says she's mama bear, like, they'll do that for each other. Like, if, mm -hmm. and to the point where it's like, even if they know the other one is wrong or they're doing something stupid, like, they'll call them out on it, but they're still going to be right by their side to, like, get them out of the situation. It's like, okay, you're being an idiot, but fine. Like, what do we do? Like, how do we get out of this situation? And I do feel like their relationship is very authentic. Yeah. Um, and... It just feels comfortable in that way that, like, when you're in your, you know, early to mid-30s and you've been friends with someone since you were, like, seven, you just have this level of understanding of they the other person. They know everything. Your friends are like that, too, right? Yeah. I have, like, I went through K through K-12 school, so a few of my best friends I've known since elementary school. 
small town. <laughs> small town. Small town uh, fun. Yeah, and it's just like I just like the way that they, you know, defend each other, love each other, and are willing to just be sort of ridiculous with the other person. And I find that very believable when I watch the show. I also really liked that there was a hot post office worker. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they assumed he was, or Cece assumed he was a stripper, but <laughs> yeah. he was just like a nice looking mailman. Yeah, he was like beefy. Yeah. Not a word you get to use too often, but yeah. Kind of a guy. gross word? Gross word for sure, but like that guy is, was beefy. I don't yeah. really have the word beef to... is funny, though, especially when it's, like, beefed. Yeah. That's funny. Also, the French version, boof. Oh. Funny, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next episode. Ooh, next episode. Okay, first of all, deep size. I did not know how hard it was to find the show online. It's strange. Very so weird. So difficult. So we watched a YouTube version Without the theme song mm-hmm. of Laverne and Shirley. Tragic. The episode is called Good Time Girls, Season 2, Episode 8. Now, it was hard to choose an episode because a lot of Laverne and Shirley's, I don't know, on the same page, Yeah, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, the one we chose is not. <laughs> uh, You're giving me an I'm eye. I'm giving you an eye because this was called Good Time Girls. Could have also been called the one with the sexual assault. It's like, not a Friends episode. It, it wouldn't have the one with. No, but like, I. It was one of those things where I was like, "Oh, TV is different." Yeah, it got a little awkward. But I mean, Laverne and Shirley came out on top. They came out on top. But so this episode, the girls have to get their names and phone numbers off a men's room wall. Hilarious. That sounds hilarious. Yeah, it sounds hilarious. Uh, is it? Kind of. <laughs> it's yeah. It's definitely. It's definitely. So they have this neighbor what's his name hickey hector yeah something like and that. he like keeps asking them out yeah. every week every week and so he's like at a the final straw he's upset mm-hmm. he goes he goes out ends up writing their name and number misspelling shirley yep. with spelling it with a u yeah. Who does on that? the bathroom wall mm-hmm. so laverne and shirley start getting mysterious calls yeah um but they're really not they're not anything too bad they're just kind of like oh another caller yeah or they're getting like heavy breather. Yes, which, I was like, Ew, which is the worst. Does that <laughs> while they're while they're getting ready for a double date with these guys, and they're really excited about yeah. it. These guys show up. Number one in straight up business suits. No, and they're accountants. Like and still, I like, get it, but no. Apparently, these two had been at the bar prior to this. Yeah, because they have the creepiest smiles on their faces. So gross. And they come in and like. Two seconds later, they're attacking Laverne and Shirley. Attacking. Like, Shirley literally gets pushed up against a wall. The other guy is, like, breathing down Laverne's neck. And, like, all immediately they just start trying to, like, mack on them. And they're, like, forcibly kissing them, like, holding them down. It was was gross. Laverne has to, like, wiggle herself out. And so, like, she holds down the one guy while also being held by the other so yeah, she surely like, can run and she get somehow help. headlocks and stands on one like it's pretty impressive yeah but also like surely has to run and get help and i was just in the whole time it's like laugh track like people are like losing their minds because it's super physical and it's like yeah. very it is co- comedic speaking of that really quick sidebar this episode was directed by james burroughs does that name it ring any bells to you not really james burroughs one Co-created Cheers. Okay. And two, directed every single episode of Will and Grace. Jeez, even the new ones? I don't know about the new ones, but like for all eight or nine seasons or whatever. And he is actually credited with being sort of 
the person that pushed forward the style of multicam television. And, like, he was known for, like, very intricate what blocking. What a genius. I know. And so it's, like, a show like this is super physical because he was able to, like, make it that way, basically. Um, but, yeah, so it's, I mean, everyone's laughing. No one's, like, this is inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so... After this, they resolve. They're like, we got to get our names off that wall. So what do they do? They dress like men. And not just men. They dress like Lenny and Squiggy. <laughs> yes. Like, Shirley literally looks exactly like Squiggy, like with the collar and the hair down. Yeah. And it's just like. Laverne's really just wearing a jacket and a hat. Yeah. But it's pretty amazing. So they go to the bar. They sneak their sneak their way not so stealthily into the men's room. They also encounter Fred Willard in the bathroom. I was very Did excited about that. Did not catch it. Upset. Heard the voice and was like, oh, what? Um, and then, of course, who also enters the bathroom? Lenny and Squiggy. You can't have an episode without them. You really can't. They, I didn't really realize like how amazing they are as a duo until you see the four of them interact. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that I liked is like, They were ladies of action. So not only did they, like, develop a creative solution to get themselves into the bathroom and, like, get their names off the wall, they acted very quickly and were like, hey, no, we're not doing this We're doing this now. We're not getting sexually assaulted ever again. Mm -hmm. So we're going to the bathroom immediately. My bugaboo with this Uh is that they didn't erase all of the names, Mm. just their own. Do you think— I mean, also different time. Different time. I wonder if they felt like those ladies— Deserve to be on the wall. Ooh, I don't like that. I don't like that either, but, like, I mean, you raise a good point. I mean, also, some ladies might have done it themselves. Right. Some people want to be on that wall. Some people, yeah. Also, uh, Shirley very ingeniously, I don't know how she, like, got the Sharpie off the wall. It seemed like she, like, brought soap magic, with her. Were magic erasers around? I don't think so. Yeah. Those are the only things that take everything off a wall. (laughs) Shirley had some solution, also creative. So in the end, they confront Hickey Hector, and they, like, get all up in his business. Yeah, and they're like, we don't want to go out with you. We're, like, we're done. And he's Mm -hmm. like, we can't just be friends and go to dinner or whatever. And they're still trying to make up excuses. Yeah. He feels bad, but not bad enough. No. Um, they basically make an excuse like you can't date a friend. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, so there's creativity. Yeah, all there's around. creativity in that ex- all of those excuses yeah. they came up with. Shirley said she coughed on her dress, so she couldn't <laughs> she couldn't go out, um, which I appreciate. Me. There might not be the best excuses, but they're creative nonetheless. Yeah. I also was really into Shirley's bandana, high-waisted, flared jeans look that I was of like, course. Natalie could pull this off. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I was like, do I need a hair kerchief? Oh, we should say that we wanted to do an episode called Supermarket Sweep, oh, which is obvious right by the title, What Happens. Right. Uh, we couldn't find it anywhere. So if you have access, let us know. Tragedy. Tragedy. Um, okay. Final episode. This, we're, mo- we're flying through these. This is this your wheelhouse yeah this is my wheelhouse i get so upset every time i'm reminded that you haven't seen the show i know but i had had seen this episode yeah did that make you at least feel yes. sort of better okay although trying to pick an episode i watched about five and i was like marin all of these are perfect <laughs> i don't know what to do but we settled with one of my favorites it's broad city hurricane wanda mm-hmm. season two episode seven how long has broad city been on the air um four or five seasons now okay and it's on... It's been a while. TBS? What? I don't know. It's on Comedy Central. 
feel like that's TBS one of the TBS has now. become like a comedy channel that's in the I past mean. couple years. Okay. But it's like fresh. <laughs> it's fresh. Search party. Yeah, that's you know, what I mean. Like I that like kind it of feels thing. the same. Uh, so Abby and Alana are riding on an upcoming storm with their friends. But unfortunately, Abby's roommate Bevers and his sister are also there. And a game of who done it plays out while the hurricane rages outside. So <laughs> obviously, I love this episode because it's a lot of toilet humor. Yes. I'm going to say that right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So friends are over. There's a hurricane. Candles are lit. Yeah kind of moody yeah abby um eats like a ton of potato salad has to go to the bathroom i also hate potato salad so yeah that not me, into like, it mm, any no. kind of like something salad that's like just like mayo. a moist Ugh. ball of something why'd you have to go there Ugh. because that's what it is gross okay <laughs> ew continue <laughs> get over it my face so abby uses the bathroom it's not going well. No. The toilet doesn't flush. No she water. opens the door to peek out, see what's going on. She realizes her crush from across the hall is talking at the door and is about to come in. Panic ensues. Mm-hmm. So, as it should. Yeah. So she calls Alana into the bathroom. She's like, hey, I, the toilet's not going to flush. <laughs> I don't know. Jeremy's here. I don't know what to do. And Alana, being the most dedicated friend. Dedicated. Uh, of TV history mm-hmm. is like, I got this. This is a sexy situation. No, not. It's not. Um, so Abby leaves, and Alana is going to take care of it. Mm-hmm. They start doing like a talent show, playing camp games. Um, s- supposedly everything's taken care of. It's done. Yes. It's gone. But <laughs> Bever's sister at one point Marla. says, who shit in my shape, please? Which is her shoes. Yeah. And so Abby thinks that Alana just put it in a shoe to get rid of it. Yeah, as her creative And everyone's just playing a blame game, trying to figure out who did it. And it turns out to actually be Bevers that did it. And Alana was the best friend and did some kind of like... Ninja. Ninja moves. Doo-doo ninja, yeah. as they call it. In the splits. She yeah. snuck out of was the apartment. What snu- like army crawling in the splits mm-hmm. and disposed of it in the garbage chute and yeah. came back in. N- nobody knew. No, none the but, wiser. But Abby thought Alana put it in the shoe. Abby confesses. In front of her crush. Uh, yeah, things don't go well. No. But I love this episode because it's so funny. Mm-hmm. And how many friends would... Get creative and do that for you. Yeah. Maybe one in your life. Maybe. And this was my thing, too. It's like sometimes you just have to give in and know that the other person is more creative than you. And they're just going to, like, do it. And they're just going to take care of it. And it's going to be better because of it. That's basically me on this podcast. I'm like, Natalie's the creative one. She'll figure it out. I just have to give in. Yeah. And then I just – I show up. Basically, like, Abby just sort of showed up in the situation. Alana – figured it out and was like like no other friends i think you're right like maybe if you're lucky you have one person in your life that would do something like this for yeah. you that would like figure out how to like extricate i feel like if this had happened to me i would just be like guys don't go in the bathroom like i would just have to you would own it i would have to own it i don't think i would even be smart enough to ask someone to help me. <laughs> You're just like total like shame. Yeah, and be like, like, what do you do? Embarrassment would kick in. I, yeah, I do feel like my best friend would, I mean, she would literally give me shit about it for the rest of my life, pun intended. Uh-huh. But like, 
it would just be one of those things where I was like, dude, I just, I need you in this situation. Help me. <laughs> Help me. Um, yeah, I, uh, I do really appreciate them as friends, but like Alana's obsessed. Oh with yeah. Maddie. It's kind of next level creepy. That's like a theme of the show. Yeah. But, and like, have they always been like that? Yeah. Do they explain But the friendship why? works. Yeah. It's perfect. I do feel like, do you feel like Jess is a little obsessed with Cece? Yeah. I do think it's because Jess feels like Cece is just like, you know, she's this like beautiful model. And Jess, I think, still feels kind of like a 13-year-old girl. Yeah. And so she's like, why is this cool girl hanging out with well, me? Well, it's like, um, like Leslie and Anne, too. Mm-hmm. Leslie's clearly obsessed with Anne. Yeah. You said we, I mean, we wanted to find a Leslie Obviously. and Anne episode, but there aren't a ton where it's like just kind of the main focus of the whole episode is like. Yeah, on what they're doing because Parks and Rec has so many good characters. Yes, very. They've got a lot going on. Very similar to New Girl, actually. I think Parks and Rec um, excels in duos. Like so, when you have like Leslie and Anne, or Leslie and Ron, or Tom and Donna, it's the same on sort of New Girl, where it's like Schmidt and Nick, or you know, like when everyone's together, it can be a little overwhelming. On those shows, Um, you need some time to appreciate everyone. You do, yeah. You need. Well, there was an episode we thought about doing with Leslie and Anne, and it's um, with the Sweetums, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. with those large drinks. Yes, Mm -hmm. Uh, they're trying to like fight them. Yeah, but it still like wasn't. It was like a third of the episode. Yeah, yeah, guys. You missed out on your opportunities. You didn't even know what you had. Yeah. And now it's gone. Um, so I think that's it for our gal pals, right? Um, I think so. Do you have a favorite out of this week? Out of the gal pals? Mm-hmm. I will say anytime I go back and watch like Laverne and Charlie, I really – I have an appreciation for my parents a little bit more because I'm like, you guys really grew up with some good stuff. And like people – I don't think – given enough credit because it feels like old and it's multi-cam and whatever but it's like it's non-stop laughs i mean overall the 70s was like the greatest decade of all time for everything yeah cool. a lot of good colors debatable but <laughs> i think you could debate it but uh, i think i'm right though yeah i mean bringing this back to the courthouse that courthouse was built in the 70s and like those vibes are coming back yeah all I want in my home. At one wood point, panels. I was sitting on a bench, and I was like, what's this weird circle here? Oh, that's where the ashtray used to go. Uh, and I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. My mom sent me this photo the other day that was like a party snack. Okay. But it looks like cigarettes in an ashtray. Oh and it's like one of those dipping, those like trays that have a dipping bowl oh, in the yeah, middle. Uh-huh, yeah. So around it is a bunch of pretzels dipped in white chocolate with something on the end to look ashy. Uh-huh. And then there's some kind of dip in the middle. Yeah. I don't know. I need to plan a party around <laughs> a it. A smoking party? I need an excuse to make this. Yeah. You need a smoking party. Um, <laughs> what about you? Did you have a favorite episode? Um, well, I don't want to. I think the Broad City one. Yeah. Because I, even though it's season two, this episode for me was like, okay, this is one of my favorite shows like, is the on show. TV. Yeah. It is interesting how like a certain episode will kind of define the show for you. And then mm-hmm. you're like, well, that's what I relate to. Um, yeah, I just I appreciate Laverne and Shirley, too, because it's like they are the show. You can't just be you can't just talk about Laverne or you can't just talk about Shirley. Like in all contexts, yeah. you have to say. Although Laverne I feel Shirley. like you could just talk about Penny Marshall. True. Have you listened to no. not read her autobiography? She reads it, I assume. Yes. 
It's so good. She talks about a league of their own. She talks about all the stuff. God, I love a league of their own so she much. She gets emotional a few times. She talks about Carrie Fisher. Uh, yeah, they t- she talks about their birthday parties they used to have. <gasps> oh. It's a dream, guys. A dream. Listen to it. I love in Laverne and Shirley, they never address the fact that Penny Marshall has like the most New York accent and they're like in Milwaukee. Like it's fine. I mean, whatever. It's just like, okay. Maybe they do address it. I've never I haven't watched all of Laverne and Shirley, so Well, we can't. It's but, not anywhere. I know. Tragedy. Actually, there might be select episodes. No. That's I Love Lucy on yeah. Hulu. Jerks. Get it together. Get it together, Netflix or Hulu. Somebody we wanna watch it. Yeah. Get that get that licensing money. I wanna watch it. Okay. So next week we're gonna be mixing it up. Both literally and figuratively. We're going to have some guys and gal friendships. Ooh, I already have some on my list. We're going to have to narrow it down. Oh, for sure. I mean, there's a couple big ones out there. Um, but we'll talk about another way that you know that someone is actually your friend. Spoiler, it's not going to be that you're in your top five friends because I yeah. hate that one. It's circular. That doesn't make... It doesn't make any sense. No, you can't define your friendship by like, is it a good friendship? No. <laughs> article come on get it together um, maybe we should have looked at more articles maybe <laughs> my source material of my livestrong.com article <laughs> is, is not enough um okay guys so as always send us an email at hellofangirls at gmail.com who are your favorite tv lady gal pals Did yeah we miss them we know we miss them there's some yeah, great ones it, we only picked three we, we clearly miss some yeah we could have been talking about this for like the next 10 years um also really quick we got two new reviews on iTunes. Yes. Thanks, guys. So much love. We love you. Lovely, lovely. Um, also, you can find us on social, Fangirl Fridays Podcast on Instagram, FGF Podcast on Twitter. We have a Facebook. We do have a Facebook. What else do we have? Probably everything. Probably everything. Get yourself a t-shirt. All yeah. that stuff. So many things. <laughs> to-do so, list. To-do list. So until next Friday, guys. Bye. Fangirl Fridays is brought to you by TV Time. Download the TV Time app to track your favorite shows and join the fangirl conversation. And be sure to follow us at Natalie Burris and Maren Zabrowski.